What's up, y'all? Episode seven of the Simulacra podcast. I'm here with a new guest. Her name's Karina. Ardon Elias, am I, am I pronouncing that right? Ardon Elias. Elias, okay. I don't want to mess that up. You know, a little bit it's of my, No, you're good. Yeah, my Latino side is coming out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, most people that watch the podcast right now probably don't know you. So if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself, let the people know. Okay. Hello, people. <laughs> my name is Karina Arlon Elias. I am 18, and I am currently a college student at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Okay, so we're just going to start off because, you know, you're a first-year college student, but before, before college, high school, you were very involved, you know, good student, good student. You were in Stuco, class president. Uh, what was your high school experience like? It was really good actually i feel like because i got so involved i got so many friends so quick and then just from there making memories before you actually two years i went to rancho high school my first two years and then my next two years i went to college of Southern nevada high school they had the high school program and so it was cool to see the difference between the high schools was it hard to transition from high schools Definitely. Like my sophomore year, I applied to the program. You have to apply and if they accept you, you can go in. And I told myself, I struggled so much with the decision of should I even try, you know? So I did apply. I said, if I get in, that's a sign that I have to go. And I did. <laughs> I did. And then after that, I was again back and forth in my mind because Rancho, I already had a set plan of like the classes I was going to take later on, like how far I need to get to like graduate with all of these things. I had my friends, I had clubs. So it was super hard to meet for me to let go of that idea and just like completely start over in an environment that like nobody really knows because at the high school you don't think yeah. you're going to college junior year. <laughs> so it was so you graduated early? Uh, no. I graduated with my associate's degree. Ooh. So that's like yes. the thing that comes before bachelor's. I'm not very educated on no, um, yes. college credits or anything. You're right, um, yes. It's so the did first two years of college. That made your transition into college a lot easier. Sort of. <laughs> then COVID hit. And so it's yeah. kind of different now. And also, you know, V is so much bigger than CSN. And definitely like online classes have been kicking so, my butt. You were obviously very involved, you know, class president in high school. And you go into college, COVID hits, but you're in a sorority. You're still involved. So I, I don't think a lot of people even know what sororities or frats really are. So how has that been during COVID and what do you guys do in general? So sororities and frats, sororities are for girls, fraternities are for boys. Right, right. Just putting that out there because a lot of people get that confused too. Um, and then we are just an organization of a bunch of girls, well for sororities, a bunch of girls that they just become friends. You know, it's right off the bat, you get 60 new friends, depending on how big the sorority is. 
and we do community service. It's mostly like a club. We do community service, we hang out, and we just grow those bonds that we have with each other. And why are there so many different ones? What's the difference between any of them? Like, how does it change which one you join or whatever? Honestly, I don't know how they got so many different sororities. But there are different ones. That is true. Um, Depending on what sorority you have, they have different philanthropies. And those are like the organization they do community service for. So my organization is Feeding Hunger. Alpha Gamma Delta. Feeding Hunger. But there's different sororities. There's one that does Alzheimer's. There's one that does breast cancer awareness. So just depending on your sorority. And then to get into a sorority, there's this thing called Brush Week. And so it's just a whole process of like you interacting with the different sororities and seeing where you fit best. That definitely gives it a more positive energy. And I think... I know. In in movies, you see the party side of it. I mean, there is partying, but that's not all that there is. And what's it like with COVID going on? It's It's not as easy to have that sort of sense of community. You can't actually see each other as much so what's online been like it's different for high school i'm still in high school and online's honestly been pretty light but college is a lot different so so let me know what that's been like so for our sorority all of our meetings have been online and so it's super difficult to kind of have that connection or the connection you would expect with people that you don't know you're meeting for the first time online, and that's all you ever see of them. Um, yeah, and it's really sad to hear like all of like, oh, last year we did this, last year we did that. We had semi-formal, we had formal, you know. It's like, wow, we can't do that now <laughs> with COVID. Yeah. But school-wise, online, let me just say, it's been a struggle. I don't know if anybody's with me on this one, but it has just it's been a struggle I feel like online would be so much more easier but it just maybe because I need a teacher there I don't know I'm a visual learner I like to ask a lot of questions so I don't know it's just been really tough for me to learn yeah there's the yeah it's not the same when you're not the same level of comfort uh when you're in person Another thing you're involved in, which is pretty cool, is LYLC, Latino Youth Leadership. What is it? It's not convention. I'm sorry. Uh, Latino Youth Leadership Conference. There we go. Um, and that's that's tied to the university too, right? Yes, the alumni program is. So LYLC is a conference that we hold each summer. Uh, before COVID, we don't know how we're going to go about that. Now, like that, COVID is a thing. (laughs) Um, Before COVID, it would be a week at UNLV where students, senior year is where they would apply, but we would accept juniors and sophomores as well. They would stay a week at UNLV in their dorms, and we would just go over a range of topics, mostly geared to getting them into higher education, but we talked about all sorts of things, immigration, therapy, how we're dealing with 
all of these issues that we're facing as Latinos. And it was super cool, super informative when I participated. So I decided the next year after that to help out. I participated in the online version, which wasn't the same experience, but it, it definitely is interesting. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily understand the struggle that a lot of minority groups have. And so it was also interesting to see, uh, like there were black kids there, there were white kids there. It's not just Hispanics. Yeah, it's not just conference. limited, yes, to Latinos. Yeah. You can apply and we are more than happy. We are more than happy <laughs> to help you understand more of our culture and more of where we come from. Um, a lot of people just think that because Latinos in the name, it's only for Latinos, but that's not true. We welcome yeah, everybody. That's just what it's about. Um, and you are a first generation college student and you have immigrant parents. Uh, what's that like? Because it, what pushes you to go get higher education and go chase things that are bigger, uh, which so, our parents do, did not have? Yeah, definitely. My mom, I feel like she's like the biggest pusher support system that I have. She's always pushed me to, you know, get involved in school, get those grades up. She made me believe that bees were bad <laughs> when I was growing up. I was so scared. Let me just say, I was so scared of bringing home a bee to my mom. It was, I don't know, I was just terrified to bring that home. And so she always pushed me to like pursue higher education. Like that was always the plan after high school, college. Like there was no and ifs or buts yeah and so i think she really pushed me because she didn't have that opportunity she she came over here when she was really young and so she just started working right away and she just wants to see like her she just wants me to not repeat her mistakes right and that's why i think lyfc is important because since a lot of the latino youth now have like first generation immigrant parents they don't sort of, they don't know about like higher education or it's not a priority. Uh, yeah. And that's important. Yeah, that it's definitely a whole different world to navigate. I have had so many difficulties and problems like arise just because I didn't know the information. It's super hard when you're first generation and you're faced with all of these things that you have to do that nobody told you that you had to do. FAFSA was a very big one. I'm glad that like OYLC went over it. Um, I'm also glad that my school went over it. It was just sort of like, what do I put in this line then? Like what, what goes here? And it's interesting you bring that up because I, I had no idea what the FAFSA was. And obviously I'm, I'm going to university next year. And because of LYLC, I knew that it opened October 1st and it's on a first come first serve basis but like my high school's counselors didn't start sending out information meetings or anything like that until like a week after it was out and it's like I feel like a lot of kids don't know about it and the earlier you do it the more aid you can get and it's crazy how your high school doesn't even tell you they should tell you a month prior and they don't uh, my high school was really small because of CSN, the program, they just accepted certain students. And so that's why our counselor was 
on us, you know, doing all of these forms and FAFSA as well. But yeah, I can definitely say when a counselor has 800 students to see, yeah, yeah, of course, they're not going to remember like that one student, you know, which is super sad. I feel like in this world, we're, we're all just trying to figure out what we want to do in our life and like where we want to go. It's super necessary to have someone there supporting you and guiding you. And when you go to a big school, a lot of kids are neglected. But yeah, that's, that's another thing. There's a certain pressure when you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life before you're 18. It's like, I, feel, I genuinely feel like there's no way. There's no right. way you truly we, can figure it out. Um, yeah, you can have an idea. Gonna, but. Yeah, like, I mean, you can have passions, you know, and like things you like right now. But how are you going to know you want to do that for the rest of your life? definitely and there's, like, there's some people that are like famous or or rich or successful whatever you want to call it and they don't make it until they're in like their late 30s 40s or even 50s so it's like why did, it's it's like so expected to just go to university graduate and you know you're set but it I, it's more complicated than that and the uh, world is so huge and so there's so many things to do so many things to learn i just feel like so quick yeah so quickly your job that you might want is probably not even here because of how fast technology is moving in 10 years your job might be the one that is most demanded but you still don't know about it because it doesn't exist you know right oh for sure like we don't know how life is going to be in 10 years and that's that's a question i haven't had that many guests or episodes but that's a question i do ask people like what do they want to do, like in terms of career or whatever, especially now since my class is applying and we have to pick majors and whatnot. Uh, and I, I did find it interesting that you said you don't know, but that's a good thing because you know what you like. So you're majoring that. We'll get into that in a second. But it's like you don't know what opportunities are going to open up in four years when you graduate. So it's like, why stress mm-hmm. about it now? Those doors are just going to open up with time as everything that has happened in your life before. So it's like, there's no exactly. point in stressing. Uh, but yeah, so you're, you're majoring in business and you're, when are you going to, you're doing a double major in communications. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what sort of led you into that? A very long road. And I still probably have a long road ahead, but in high school, I went to Rancho high school because they had a medical program. And I was so set on that. I wanted to become a pathologist. And then I was asked, do you really see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? 50 years, 30 years, day in and day out. Like, you're going to be in a laboratory for eight plus hours, you know? And I was like, no, I don't see myself doing that. I kind of want to see the world, you know, go outside, have control of my time and what I want to do so after that my perspective completely yeah 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 yeah. my perspective completely changed because I was asked that question and I realized that I've always had this love for fashion I love fashion fashion like my passion is fashion um (laughs) so I decided to pursue that and see where that would take me I still really like fashion. 
I actually applied to a school in California for fashion, but then I saw how much it cost. And then I said, never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna stay here at UNLV. Yeah. So the closest thing that UNLV has in that realm is business. And so I decided why not? And I also realized along the way that I really like communicating. I really like social media. I really like just talking to people in general, getting to know someone. So I decided to add on communications and hopefully with that, with the classes and what I'm learning, I see if that's really where I want to go or if I change my mind. And business is a pretty broad major. Exactly. So you could use it for fashion or anything else that might interest you in the future. What really helped me was um, my dad had this friend and that's all she would pressure me on. She's like, just get business. If you don't know what you want to do, as you said, business is so broad you can go anywhere with it and so she really just said business I'm like business okay simple choice but it's kind of a shame that I I saw this graph where one of the lines was it was I think I I might have even mentioned this in another episode but one of the lines was private colleges and then another one was public and public universities their prices have gone up pretty steadily but private universities have shot up it's like ridiculous it's not even affordable unless you have like a scholarship or, or you can afford it, of course, but that's a pretty limited group. And it sucks that, for example, you, you can't go to that fashion school because it's so expensive and getting a scholarship is difficult too. Uh, and that shouldn't be that you have to be limited to a certain amount of options just because of like finance. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Because uh, that is so true. Nevada doesn't have, like, there are better universities out there, uh, mm-hmm. but they're just not accessible to everyone. But today, today, we have a new president-elect, our man Joe Biden. Yes, and, Joe for the win. Yeah, on me. And he, he does talk about education, and Bernie Sanders was big on, like, tuition and whatnot and student loan debt. So hopefully... Hopefully, we see some changes in that. Yeah, hopefully. And I feel like generally this is such a big win for us, like general minorities, as young people going into college, as like just learning life. It is so nice to see like a president that actually stands for unity, you know? I feel like Donald Trump people might back him up with his policies and sure like I'm an independent and so I I kind of see both sides of the coin and where where it can go you know yeah yeah but it's just like he brought so much division into our country that I feel like this was just a step forward into healing where he divided that's interesting that you're an independent though especially in a time that's so set on either left or right um, yeah, and a lot of people question me, like, why are you not a Democrat, you know? Like, I feel like right. most of our generation is, but I truly see both sides. I even talked to a Donald Trump supporter for, I'm going to say, like, two hours, and just seeing, like, his perspective and, like, why he was voting for Trump. And it was honestly very refreshing to, like, 
not see the side of Trump supporters where they're just screaming and they're like just hating. Like some people generally have that image. They voted for him, yeah, because they they liked him and yeah. they just see things in a different perspective. Yeah, it's it's difficult to see. I'm not one of those like fake news or like it's all the media, but like when you watch the news and you see Trump supporters, like all they show is sort of that hateful group yeah. but that's like really a minority of the people that vote for him i think um yeah i i think and, so too yeah and as much as you don't understand why they think differently they probably don't understand why you think differently and that's why it's so, super important to just talk about it to just exactly sit down have a conversation with them you might change your perspective i'm not saying like it's going to be totally a whole new side of you exactly but you can definitely see where they're coming from yeah they're always there's it's not like for no reason you know mm-hmm. uh at the beginning i didn't like either option but i definitely would rather go with the option that doesn't incite hate it's or lesser or, yeah lesser than the words of um, yes and at the end of the day it's politics and it's never really going to be perfect or anything like that uh and involving it with your friendships is just like so toxic i think personally like people that are like if you voted for trump like unfollow me don't be my friend it's like i would be like if you voted for trump follow me so we could talk about it or something you know what i'm saying like that's what matters um i saw this thing the other day that said people don't listen anymore they just wait to talk it's like damn yeah that was Exactly. That is so interesting that you bring that up because I saw something similar like a couple years ago and that has also like changed my perspective. I became a new person. I just from there on I just started to become more self-aware on like Mm -hmm. how much I was speaking, how much I was actually listening listening to the other person and I just that's something that got me into the communications major actually because from there I started talking to more people I started listening to where they come from their stories their backgrounds and it's honestly so insightful and so I don't know the love for it has come out um yeah for sure I just love so much talking to people and just like getting to know them getting to know their beliefs even if you disagree like just yeah. listening to things that are different is it refreshes you. Um, and you can, definitely you can does. always learn from somebody. If you don't agree with that, you're just ignorant and cocky. You can always yes. learn from somebody that thinks differently, but yeah, it's tough. Hopefully, hopefully we have a lot more unity in the future. Cause I feel like it seeing like everybody dance today and like, the parties they're throwing and stuff and it's our covid like case is gonna go up yeah probably, probably. But, but like it's a good moment you know uh i feel like a lot of people are proud to be american i guess uh, i don't know it's complicated but it kind of brought joy to me because seeing how much joy it brought to them because mm-hmm. honestly they were probably feeling oppressed in some sort of way you know with everything being said in the media and like how donald trump has gone about saying things about people 
And so if they generally felt scared, this election has been like a huge relief for them. For sure. Um, especially minority groups, uh, which surprisingly, Trump got more Latino votes this year than 2016. So it's like, it's a relief that Biden won, but at the same time, it's kind of scary that more Latinos voted for him. Uh, yeah. But again, you don't understand where they're coming from. So um, I feel like there's also this sort of like lack of pride in where you come from. Uh, Definitely. Do you speak Spanish? I don't want to offend you. Yes. Okay, yes. you do. Okay, good, good, good. Because I feel like there's a certain group of like Hispanic parents that are ashamed to teach their kids Spanish. And I don't, you, okay, let me talk about that. Talk about that. That is definitely my parents. <laughs> they did not want to teach me Spanish because they're like, we're in America, you know, like you're supposed to speak English. That's such a stigma that we have that like oh, yeah. America, English, you know. So I only learned Spanish because my grandma taught me. But from there, I have three younger brothers. And so from there, the Spanish kind of trickled down. Even right now, I kind of have like difficulties, like knowing things in Spanish and just communicating in Spanish. But my other brother, he's, he's okay. He can communicate. The one that goes after that, he can only speak it. He can't write it or read it. And the one after that, he can't do nothing. Yeah. He, he sometimes doesn't understand Spanish when we're talking to him. And that's honestly super sad. I kind of like, it's no. I, it's a shame that some Hispanic parents feel like that. Like, just because you're going to learn like your home country's language doesn't mean you're not an American. Right. And if anything you're more American. Be, right. Isn't that supposed to be like a prize succession when you can put it on your resume that you're bilingual if, and exactly. you can get more jobs? And it's all about I, diversity. Yeah. I and, don't understand. And if, if you're really an American, uh, fact check me if anybody gets here, fact check me. But I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's the constitution or whatever, some official United States thing, we don't have like an official language, you know? Yeah. Like for example, Switzerland is a country that has four official languages, like French, Italian, Swiss, and uh, the, the, the Romanian one. Um, or some countries have English or Spanish, whatever. We don't have an official language. And it, living in Vegas, which is what people think is like, we live in casinos, which we mentioned in the last episode. But it's not like that. It's like a very diverse city. When you go to school and you see like signs about like getting your license or whatever, when you go to the DMV, everything's in two languages. They have it in English and in Spanish. In Spanish. So yeah. it just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So Maybe, I feel like maybe some people are, are out there ashamed that they can only speak Spanish and a place where English is like predominantly yeah, spoken and so when they start learning English people are like well why can't you speak it right you know mm -hmm. why do you have an accent and so those things those comments that shut down probably holds them back because I remember my mom telling me so many stories of when she was working and people were just honestly racist towards her and yeah. she probably got her notion of only speaking English 
from there. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. My mom doesn't speak English either, only speaks Spanish. She understands English, like she watches all her TV and everything in English, you know, goes to the store, obviously has to speak English. I'm sorry, understand it, but she doesn't like speak it. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult. And at the same time, it's that sort of like, am I, for her, it's the opposite. It's like, I might as well not learn it. I guess I'm doing just fine right now, which I disagree with. I got to, I got to help her out with that. But uh, yeah. Are you taking any business classes at UNLV right now? Right now, I'm taking a business communications class. Um, next semester is when I applied to the business and that's where I get my business courses like started. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you plan on doing after first four years of college after getting your bachelor's? So after getting my bachelor's, I hope to still explore the fashion world. I really still do love it and I hope to learn more maybe get into marketing. So learn more about social media, marketing, probably land an internship. The one thing I do want to do, and I feel like everybody knows this about me, like I want to travel the world. I want to go places. I just want to see the whole world. That's like probably like my biggest goal in life to just travel the world. Uh that's I like that I like that that's definitely really important and I I feel like Americans in general are really individualistic and we forget that the rest of the world exists so traveling is very powerful but it's not something that you really like know when you're young like how important traveling could be so what has sort of led you to that conclusion that you want to travel the same thing as I was saying before just talking to different people and where they come from that just opened up my eyes to see, dang, there's other people out there, you know, out there in the world that have different customs, different beliefs, different ways that they were raised. And just knowing that and learning more about where they come from, that can help open your perspective and open your mind to things that like you didn't see before. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. Minus exactly. the traveling. I mean, we got we got a rapper. We've had a rapper on here. High school student, college. It's crazy. Um, okay, so th- this this one's a little bit more controversial because I feel like the f- recent feelings or opinions about it have been more negative. But you want to get more into marketing, and that's obviously necessary since you enjoy fashion. So, what are your feelings on social media right now? especially with everything that's coming out about like selling your information or all the negative things spread on there. What are your feelings about it? And yeah, just in general, what do you think about it? So I can definitely talk about the side of how it influences us and how it's kind of taken a toll on our lives, especially as teenagers. What we see on social media is what we want and what becomes popular and what the crowd wants and Mm -hmm. so I can definitely see how the model the cookie cutter perfect person 
the people that we see on social media it's probably all fake it's probably all yeah. to just get your attention yeah. and make you buy something and i honestly think we should shut that down we should show people for who they really are you know because there's so much more to see and just providing that unrealistic expectation of how your nose should be or how your face should look is very degrading to a person and can cause so many problems in how they see themselves. So how do you see that changing? Like a new platform, uh, no more filters? For me personally, I kind of like unfollowed all of those people. I mean, you still have to follow the the things that like brands like Adidas, Nike, they still show that, but they're, they're becoming more diverse. They're definitely becoming more aware that people just want to see themselves on, on their screen. And yeah, I definitely think that the media is moving into that direction of being more vulnerable in who we are. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's big. Definitely not just having like having different races, different people as models. Um, and yes. not the ideal image that everyone expects. Little baby steps, little baby steps, but we're going to get For there. Sure. Um, so traveling is big, and th- this might be, I guess, an unanswerable question, but fashion, you know, there are certain places in the world that are more known for fashion, like, shit, I don't know, I don't know crap about fashion, but I, I guess like Milan or Paris. Yes, uh, start naming them out. <laughs> Definitely. Or I don't know, even New York. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But do you see yourself like living in a different uh, city or even country to do what you want? Definitely. I definitely see myself out of Las Vegas, which pains my parents' hearts, but I kind of just want to be free. I feel like we all want to be free in that sort of way. But yeah, I definitely see myself not staying here maybe maybe coming back Mm -hmm. but because fashion is so big in other places and you need to you need to know the trends of other places too exactly i think it's not the place to be for that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can start it i could be like nevada fashion week las vegas fashion week this place is good for like i don't know like concerts music show business obviously um hospitality yes definitely yeah what is hospitality i i'm honestly not gonna lie i don't know what the definition of it is which sounds great well technically like casinos like hospitality like you know when you accept someone in your house like for them to stay over but from a different state technically that in a larger scale so casinos how they accept different people into the casino and how they make them feel welcome, feel at home, but also have like that luxury feel. Also, they could get money out of your pocket. <laughs> yes, it's all yeah. a scam. Yeah, uh, that's what kind of sucks about like consumerist society. Like everything becomes about just making money. Uh, college, college is a scam. Don't know. Okay, let's let's get into that. But no, let's get into that. That's okay. 
that might sound bad that you said it as a college student, but like <laughs> you're going with a purpose, you know? But I was actually literally like thinking about this earlier today, how I don't think it should be a bad thing to think that college isn't for everybody. Um, yes, I, because I was raised on that idea that like college was the next step for me. I didn't really think that there was another option of like just stopping at high school or even like trade school. Like I didn't even think about that until different people started doing it. And I saw a couple of my friends go out and venture in their own like passions. I have a photographer friend and he's doing super well and he didn't go to college. And so when I saw that, I was kind of like, dang, like it's possible. <laughs> he, yeah, he really did that. And he, but he definitely had the drive to do it. He definitely had the passion to right. do it. So he definitely put in the work and that paid off. But yeah, it's just like this idea that you have to go to college to get a job. And that idea has almost like become a reality. Um, yeah. Like I'm obviously going to college, but it's like, it's not as much for like job opportunities. It's more like just cause I want to learn and the podcast is the dream. So hopefully like what I can learn gives me more for this uh, yes. job or dream or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, like some people, school is not for them. And some of the most successful people, like, I mean, I guess this is really generic, but like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates literally dropped out. Uh, I so. mean, those are the most successful stories. And the people that we know the most, like if they dropped out and they made it to that, I wonder yeah. if college <laughs> really is needed. Yeah, and I feel like this is this isn't the best way to say it say it because because it's not like in the end it's not about money it's about like doing what you enjoy and if you don't enjoy college and for example you'd rather do photography sick like do photography but like it's that how do you say it? it's like college gives you like a millionaire mindset but those other like successful people that dropped out have like a billionaire mindset yeah. and, you know, not the that's best way to That's a good way to put it. No, yeah, yeah that's definitely a good way to put it. Like, they're they're thinking way bigger than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we can talk about that, too. Like, how college, like, sort of prepares Almost you for that. You. Yeah, for that mindset that you're going to be a worker of somebody else. First, exactly. Like, if you're not chasing your dreams, you're helping somebody else chase theirs. Yes, they're uh, technically giving you a piece of paper just for you to, like, go under someone and build someone's dream. Exactly. And and it's also this idea that, uh, and I feel like this this has happened a lot with my parents. Um, it, it's interesting that we could talk about this because, you know, this is a much younger podcast. And most podcasts are, like, adults and everything already have their life, lives figured out. But, like, it's almost like we're being taught, like, don't make mistakes like you go to college and everything is going to be okay because then you have a good enough resume to get a job and then everything like it's just like finding just this stability and I feel like it's not about that um and like life is going to have its ups and downs anyways exactly we sort of that mindset is so handed to us and so like desired that Mm -hmm. they don't mention the negative stuff of how life 
can throw curveballs at you. Coronavirus, nobody saw this coming. Facts. And nobody was prepared, like, say the least. And so a bunch of jobs went out and, like, that piece of paper doesn't help you. Yeah. Yeah. And and what is stability if you're not if you're doing something that doesn't make you happy? I feel like since we've created that sort of path, most people never find what makes them happy. Um, and I like that at the beginning you talked about like independence of time. That's super powerful because I mean, shit, like you're gonna need that if you want to travel, for example. Yeah. Um, and just working a job that you're tied to doesn't give you that sort of independence uh, that's going to allow you to chase other things. So, but yeah, that's what happens when everything is just about money. I feel like if, yes. like there's this a YouTuber, which I guess might be a little weird because he's just like, just this weird like meme YouTuber, but his H3, H3, some people might know him, but he, he talks about how, his now current wife used to live in Israel and she made the crazy choice to move in with him in America. And there came a point where they had like 20 bucks in their bank account, like dead broke, couldn't pay next month's rent. And they just started doing videos on YouTube and now they're like crazy successful. And the guy, his name's Ethan, he went to college. You know, he followed that path and still ended up, you know, being broke. And there's a, a, another side of that where, where there's like student debt, yeah. where like medical students come out with like three hundred thousand dollars that they got to pay off. It's like you're making more money, but you're also but yeah, obviously you have off. to pay that off. Yeah, exactly. And we're just taught that that's what makes us happy. You know that like following that path will make us happy, and then when people don't find happiness, that's when everything sort of like starts crumbling down. Facts. Illusion. But it's powerful that we talk about these things now because we're going to be the leaders of the next generation. Period. Yes. And like, I, I, I genuinely feel like the future for us is really good because the younger people think like this. Uh, I definitely and it's going to be a lot different. Uh, I've told my mom so many times, this is the generation that's going to change and they don't believe us that's just you, crazy we can, they don't believe just, it right she takes it as a joke and like you can just feel it like you can just yeah it's gonna be big we're gonna you be big <laughs> yes and it, it's not even that hard to believe because the like how much the world has advanced in the last 200 years is more than in the 10,000 prior exactly. so yeah it's like the world right now, like 2020 is hitting like rock bottom. Deadass. Like yes. pandemic. I mean, and, and that's not, it's not even that bad in America. Like there are countries like Venezuela where millions of people have left the country because you just, they can't live there anymore. They don't have food. They don't have houses. They don't have anything. Um, or people from the Middle East that are immigrating to Europe. It's just like the world's going nuts right now. But I feel like there's a side of that that... It, Again, it can only get better. Um, and I love how our generation, how you said, we have like this mentality and we're super compassionate. Like, yes. and yeah, 
we're going to yeah. be great. Yeah, there's also a side of it. This one, maybe you disagree with. There's also a side of it that I think is annoying. And I might be calling out a lot of people. But um, younger people tend to leave more tend to lean more progressive so obviously we're i i mean i'm so on this like gay rights you know what i'm saying like anti-racism all this stuff but i feel like we're falling into that same sort of like image where it's like saying black lives matter it's not like you actually feel it or you care about it it's like you're just posting about it mm-hmm. or like definitely bandwagon culture for sure and I mean, this might be controversial. Holy shit. I mean, I don't, I don't care. If people want to cancel me, I, don't, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to stop doing this podcast. But, like, there's way too many white people saying Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But it's, like, it's this thing where, like, majorities want to take something and make it theirs. And I don't like that. Or, like, for example, like, especially, like, with transgender rights, for example all for it like bro if you you tell me your pronouns i got you i got you i'll call you by whatever you want but now everybody has like she her he him in their bio it's like we already knew you know what i'm saying it doesn't apply to you uh i don't know that's just how i look at it i don't know if you have that your that in your bio um i just got social media back i just got (laughs) social media back so i started seeing that and it's like it's like, it's not well, your movement. It's not your place. I don't know. That's, it just weirds me out, I guess. I can sort of see your perspective, but I also kind of have a different one. I feel like that definitely brings more awareness okay. to, yeah. to us. I feel like for me, I'm not Black, but I definitely posted a lot. I probably annoyed my followers with how much I was posting about, like, the Black Lives Matter movement. But that's just because I I have friends, you know, that mm-hmm. are Black, that I don't are want affected. them. Yeah, that I don't want to see them like this. I don't want their rights being taken away, police brutality just being towards them. Like, that, maybe it's just me as a person that really just affects me. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see how... It became a trend so quickly. You can definitely see that when everybody started posting black squares. And that's, and then after two weeks, it died down. Nobody was posting about it. Nobody was talking about it. That's the part yeah. that does irritate me and does get me like, that's, dang that's it. The about, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about social media that like, people think it's so easy. Like you just post a couple black squares and oh, police brutality is solved but it's not and people don't realize that like you can call your local officials you can write letters to like your state governments like you can do things and I mean of course people did go on the streets but then that went crazy because people just started like looting and stealing and whatever but yeah it's just like and merchandise about everything like I feel like a real movement can't be trendy it can't be trendy because it loses all its like value. Um, that is true because like you're going against the normality or what's supposed to be normal, you know. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't be trending if it's going against what you think is normal, you know. And, and that's another thing with like 
this is one thing I didn't like about like the like Trump supporters or at least some of them is that it's like it's like a trend like the flags in your room and the shirts and the hats it's like it's a politician they come and go four years yeah. or eight years and they're out but now your what are you gonna do gonna, with exactly like your flag's still gonna be in your bedroom uh yeah that's well that's, we might get what, canceled for this no and that's okay shit i mean I, I feel like the whole cancel culture shit is stupid like you only get canceled if you decide to get canceled by them like Period. I've never. I don't know. Like, like I wouldn't that, stop yeah. if people started. Like, if people started thinking like I'm a racist and shit. Like, I don't care. Um, but that's just me, I guess. Uh, but there's another thing people care so much about, like others think. What other people think? Yes, that is yeah. true. Yeah, we I just... care sometimes, <laughs> which is well. I try not to care, but it's super hard when. You know, everybody, when you think everybody's judging you and you just sort of feel it, you know, but I have tried not to. And major. So. Wait, what was that? Your communications major. So you kind of have to like feel the audience or whatever, like people watching you and whatnot. That is true. Yeah. And I know definitely like for you to not care what other people think is when you love yourself you know you love your entire being you need to know who you are so you can you know stand up against those thoughts that popping because probably they're not even judging you they're probably not even looking at you but you're like so into that mindset that you're like yeah judging me what i'm wearing what i'm doing it's probably not true yeah i mean and especially if it's someone you don't know They'll probably forget you in like the next five minutes. Point five seconds, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Nobody, um, but yeah, that's deep. Like, not caring what others think is like the first step to start starting to love yourself. And um, I feel like we I talk about social media too much on these podcasts, but it, I guess it's something that I I feel very strongly about. But our generation is the first one, like. I'm sure you've seen videos like that come out of high school classes from like the eighties or early two thousands. And like the vibe is so different. Like it just looks so cool. Um, And like, we're the first generation that literally like, when did you get your first phone? Were you like 12, 13 middle school? Exactly. And I don't know if, and now you see babies with like iPads and, yeah 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 um and that's scary because it's like since it's so new we don't know that much that much about it like we don't know about its negative effects like they're like the depression and anxiety in like teens is insane compared to before there were phones when you were 12 um anyways what i was gonna get into is that i feel like (laughs) that has an effect on like finding who you are because all you're seeing is other people and comparing. And so yeah. it's a lot harder to like find yourself in that sense. And definitely you just want to like copy and paste onto yourself, like what you see just so you can fit in. Yeah. And like this, like fear to be different. Um, 
Like, if you're different, that's fire, dude. Like, why would you want to be like everybody else? And I think that's why I love fashion so much is like, because so many, it's, it's you can express yourself so many different ways. Right. And if you're really into fashion, like you get supported by this community that just like embraces how different you are and how different your fashion is. But if you're outside of that community, then yeah, you're going to be like, what they're wearing is kind of crazy, but we don't care because in our mind, it's fashion. It's like what we like. Yeah. So and, yeah, it's crazy. Like sometimes you see, like, I don't know what the, the Met galas or what all those like celebrity events. And I guess not so much with the men. Cause they really just like wear it like a suit or whatever, but the women, like their dresses sometimes are nuts. Um, uh, crazy. Yeah. And they have like personal designers but yeah, that's really interesting. Like how you dress allows you to express yourself and, you know, and other people see how you dress and maybe they get like a certain idea about you. Um, that was definitely like a first step of like me, like being confident in myself because I would have these crazy outfit ideas, but I'm like, I can't wear this in public. I can't wear yeah. this neon orange pants in public. They're going to think I'm crazy. But yeah. then I'm all like, you know what? Let them think I'm crazy. I am of crazy. Course. Hell yeah. And that's freaking awesome. Like, that, that's going to set you apart. If you're going to do it on your own and nobody likes you because you're crazy, then so be it. Yeah, so so be, be it. Because uh, this might be super cliche, but it's like if if you aren't crazy in your own way, you're going to end up in terms of like relationships, like friendships and whatnot, you're going to end up meeting people that aren't you. And if you are yourself, even if that's really eccentric, like the people that you meet will be like you. And that's, that's yeah. a lot more. You, you attract what you are, you know? Exactly. And so if you're different, if you're out there, then you're going to attract different and out there. Yeah. And that's, that's back to the whole social media thing. Like, I feel like all the people that post the BLM and the, just all the time trying to be a social justice warrior, um, obviously they're all very left progressive and me too, very progressive. I just think, I just feel like those people are so young. You gotta be doing something else with your life. That's my opinion. It's not all politics. Uh, I feel like we're in a crucial point in our lives where we need to discover ourselves and you're not, you're not going to find that by being a political activist at 15. Is that, maybe that's a little controversial. I don't know, but I feel like you could do something better. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. But for you, it's different. For you, it's different because you've been student body president. You're in a sorority. You're a person that literally does this. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be a communications major. This is what you do. I'm just saying in terms of the trend of it. That's, that's it. So don't yeah. get it twisted. You I think that's, that's better worded. Like the yeah. trend. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went a little people, crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> because what you said, like 15 year olds, like I think it's valid, like their opinion, because it's definitely uh, oh, their yeah. future. Like it's like, if they want to be politically active, then so be it. Because it's definitely where you're going to grow up in. I'm sorry if I came off a strong. <laughs> let's just revise that real quick. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's go back. Please correct the, me. That's important. We do it. Yeah. 
Okay, sorry. The trend definitely, yes, I can definitely get behind that and how that definitely hurts the movement, you know? Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely everybody's voice got to be heard, however you want to say that. Um, and somebody has to be the voice, you know, somebody's got to push it. I just feel like maybe it's because of how controversial our time is now, but it's just like how it's taken control of people's lives. That's it. Um, so if you're going to like, it's important that you do do it. Just don't let it control your life. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Like that's not everything there is to it, I guess. Um, but yeah, damn. I, w- I woke up this morning and it was like, they called the election. I was like, I was working and so when the announcement came on like I I was still working so <laughs> I didn't yes. know until like an hour two hours later <laughs> that Joe Biden had one but like we were all like turn and work we were like yes Joe Biden and I guess this is something interesting that I can definitely talk to someone like you about um probably like two months ago okay so I I used to be really into politics I used to love it um and then I was like it's kind of not good for me I guess it's not good I don't think it's good for anyone to get too into politics uh because it's just like it's a dirty game I guess yeah but I started saying like oh obviously like I would rather have Biden win but it's like whoever wins I guess it is what it is uh I didn't I didn't really get how serious it was like, if you vote for whoever, like, I don't really care. And I, I still don't. But it's, but I didn't understand how important it was for, like, Trump to lose, I guess. And I watched Immigration Nation, and I was like, bruh, four more years of this? I don't know. Like, I know friends that literally would not have parents if this dude was still president. And that's, like, yeah. that hits deep, especially living here. Like, I guess if you live, like, in the South or something, you're not really aware of that. But, like, living here, like, I don't know. You can't have that anymore. Uh, yeah it's definitely you, know people, you definitely know people that have like immigrant parents or whatever yeah and my parents are immigrants too so it's definitely hits home because I've seen so many people suffer because of probably lost that in place or things said about our culture and where we come from oh yeah and yeah if if the president said that you know he's sort of like the leader sort of mm-hmm. what everybody looks up to so like you're gonna take his word for it yeah and so when you see a Latin X person just walking down the street you're automatically gonna think that or you're automatically gonna be like yeah you're just gonna think what, what sure. you've heard like a stereotype mm-hmm. De- definitely a stereotype and it's kind of scary that everybody like just instantly believes him like that. Like he'll be like, this election was won with fraud and now everybody thinks it's fraud. But I convinced, I'm convinced if he wouldn't have said anything, nobody would have thought it was a cheat. Um, yeah, it's definitely that position of power. Yeah, That's so and, crazy and how. Yeah. yeah, doesn't have to provide any evidence, nothing, just got to say it. Uh, and that, that's scary. That, that's what I think is like toxic about it. Like you can say anything and people are just like, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, just blindly go with it, yeah. Yeah, and like also the whole, like, the whole American idea is that you can literally do anything. And the you American like, dream, hard. yeah. And people don't, like, there are literally people that 
immigrate from Central America, like Panama or something, walking, like walking and getting buses and just having to find people selling everything they own to be able to get over the border. And it, Some people. Search for a better and, life. And like, that's, you're going to put a bad image on that. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, some people really don't understand how much someone has to be suffering to leave their homeland to go to a different land where they don't speak the language, they don't know who the people are over there, they don't know anyone, and just start over from zero, leave your family behind, leave everything you know behind. Like, that is. And if it frustrates you, like, it's even a compliment to America. That people want to come here. Yeah. Um, like, that is, this is the land of the free. Facts. If anything, there should be, like, an easier path to citizenship or something. Definitely. I, that might sound controversial coming from yeah. a Latinx person, but definitely, like, if it's illegal to get here that way, then it shouldn't be done. But there has to be a faster, more affordable way to get here safely. Yeah. Like, that is the only trade-off that I can accept, you know? Like, yeah, and they're going to be, like, I feel like this is an issue with more than immigration. Like, for example, I'm not passionate about it, but I guess I also have strong feelings about, like, addiction and how, like, legislature handles drugs, mm-hmm. for example. Definitely. Um, yeah. When it comes to like immigration, uh, damn, where was I going with this? It's just a lot deeper than just immigrating legally or illegally. Sometimes you, you don't have a choice and you're literally just coming for a better life. Are there some bad apples? Yeah, but there's some bad apples in every community. Uh, but, and- but you like how we think of immigration and we automatically think of Mexico. Like that's what comes up to my mind. And that yeah. is such a horrible thing to like connect it to because there's immigration from everywhere oh yeah and just not just that. like latin american countries yeah exactly and i just feel like it's been so connected and linked to latin america that it's become like a stereotype yeah assume that people are immigrating yeah but that's that's like that's another thing um how it seems like such an easy problem to fix. Like, oh, if you came illegally, that's bad. If you came legally, that's good. Um, like, it's a lot more complex than that. And yeah, sometimes it's people like, do not have a choice. It's like, like it's drugs. literally, literally death or yeah, yeah. Some people can't go back. But it's like with drugs. Like we just think, oh, you're an addict. Like we'll put you in jail. It's like it's much easier to let's say put an addict in rehab. And then turn him back into like a normal functioning person. Same with an immigrant. Like it's a lot easier to give them an easier path to citizenship so that they can become a functioning member of society, live here legally and work and pay a house and raise kids and to just deport them. Like, and if you're so like big on the economy, the more, the better, literally. Uh, That's, that can be two sides of the coin. Like, Mm-hmm. The more that you can save on the economy in prison, you know, like and not having yeah. prison inmates, but it's also like, what if you want prison inmates, you know, like those big corporations that like profit off of 
prisons and how much prisoners they have. So I'm not very educated on that, but okay. like how the whole like jail system is like privatized. But do you know more on that? So you can definitely talk about that. I definitely got into it like a while back, but it's just such a crazy idea that like prison systems want to profit off of the prison prisoners that are there. And that's why most of the drugs are not legalized. Marijuana is not legalized because they want to keep them in there. They gain more money from it. And also addictions, how you said, it's easier for them to gain a profit with them having them in prison than for them to go to rehab. But see how like doing things for money just we lose our humanity. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it definitely corrupts yeah. us. Money definitely. For sure. I mean, Nevada legalized weed, and that should be going crazy. Like, the weed industry here, like, dispensaries are huge. Huge. Yeah. It's brought so much. Hopefully, eventually, like, that tax money or whatever gets put to education and better things. Hopefully, uh, maybe, yeah, because so far, they haven't <laughs> used like it they for still that. Legal, they still make money legalizing it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Oregon decriminalized drugs and they're going to use the fines that they get from like catching people that like possess drugs. They're going to use that to fund rehabilitation. And that's so much better in my opinion. That, that's a great plan. That's a plan that's like, you know, thought out. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you tell a person that they can't do that, then that makes them want to do it even more. So, Especially with young people. Yeah, definitely with us. Yeah. So, but it, see, it looks like we're going forward, you know. Uh, some states are still, like, doing abortion laws. Like, I'm pretty sure Louisiana had a made abortion illegal again on the ballot this year. And then there are states like Oregon that are just doing super progressive things. Like Nevada became the first state to like officially protect same-sex marriage, I think, in, the in their constitution. Yes. Like that's awesome, and the vote won by like sixty-seven percent, which is awesome because, for example, only fifty percent of Nevadan voters voted for Biden, but sixty-seven percent voted for protecting same-sex marriage. So that means a little bit of both sides are, you know, moving forward. And that shows and you like. That yeah. we kind of have like this the same ideals, you know. Definitely. Like, no matter who you went for during this election, we can find that middle ground, and we can move forward. Uh, this, I think we're gonna end it there because I feel like if we go on for too much, it's just gonna either get too controversial or just talk about nothing. But that's a good note to end it on. Definitely a hopeful conversation to see how you know, topics that may seem bad, it's not like the end of the world, you know, there's solutions and we're going to be the ones that find them. So I definitely believe that. Just, oh yeah. You just have to keep in mind that we're all humans. Yeah. We're all living in this simulation. Oh yeah. The simulacra. Cool. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Just get our humanity back. Not, not worry about 
money or gain or anything like that. So that's where we're going to for coming on. Happiness. Yeah, of course. On. Thank you for having me. This was yeah. super fun. I love this. Yeah, this was different because you're the first kind of guest that I guys I I knew who she yes. was, but I had never really talked to her. Yes, we um, just know a mutual friend, and that's how yeah. this happened. Yeah, but it I went not. really well. It yeah, exactly. Well. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like this, these sort of podcasts literally prove you can talk to anybody. We just don't do it. Like we're just so scared. But it, it literally proves it. You could talk to anybody about anything. Um, yeah, and that was that was this was awesome. So yeah, we're gonna end it there. Thank you to everybody who watched. Like, subscribe, keep keep hyping it. It's been going really well. This podcast has been doing a lot. Like I've been receiving support that I did not expect. And I'm so grateful for that, which is why I'm going to keep pumping episodes. Uh, I'm trying to get bigger guests and I'm working on that. So going to be more enjoyable for you guys. And yeah, thank you for what you brought to the table today. That was awesome. And I think people would learn a lot from this. So thank you. All right. Peace and love, y'all.